Well, I greet you in the wonderful name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And again, it's always an honor uh, and a privilege to be anywhere uh, where we can uh, allow God's Word to be taught. Um, I'm privileged again to be here. Uh, I have a message, as, uh, as Nathan shared this morning, that it, it's a very tough one, but it's, it's scripture, it's biblical. And uh, the title, uh, in reference to uh, your hope in the tribulation or, 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 or the tribulation itself, the hope that we have as born-again believers is that we won't be a part of that event. Uh, and we're going to see this morning some different things related to it. But before I do that, I want to make a few announcements. I have some materials out at the tape table, and I'm going to bring, uh, bring them into the screen. And uh, as you begin to see those things, there we go, uh, bring in some of the resources. We have uh, a number of DVDs back there. This first one's entitled The Judgment Seat of Christ. Uh, we go in-depth to look at the judgment of the redeemed. Uh, every believer, every Christian will literally stand before Christ uh, to give an account for his works as a believer. And uh, this DVD goes in-depth to look at that. Then we have another DVD entitled uh, the Jesus Christ in Bible Prophecy. We look at Christ uh, from the Old Testament. Uh, there were over uh, 300 prophecies, but 100 and so specific prophecies on the life of Christ. And what I love so much about that is that these prophecies literally proves uh, that Christ Jesus is the Christ. Not only that, but, but the Bible is true. Uh, Christ fulfilled uh, minute detailed prophecies in his life. Another one we have here is entitled, the, uh, entitled Heaven. And again, I love this message so much because uh, heaven is a reality. Uh, every one of us that are born again today will, will be a part of uh, this glorious, uh, glorious place. And again, uh, you know, I hear people say all the time that you prophecy guys teach doom and gloom. Well, I want you to know that, uh, you know, there is some, some doom and gloom for those who rebel, but for the redeemed, uh, it's eternal bliss. And we go in depth to look at that uh, in this message. I have another uh, two new DVDs, this one here entitled 2012 or 2012, A Warning or a Deception. Uh, last year, a movie came out entitled 2012, which uh, predicted that the world is coming to an end uh, in 2012. And uh, I got so, much, uh, so many questions about it that we produced uh, this DVD uh, to answer the question. Uh, we taught in this message that 2012's message is a deception. Uh, the world would not come to an end in 2012. Uh, God has a, a beautiful uh, plan uh, for how the world will end, and we need to understand that. My message today dealing with the tribulation, uh, we have the, the coming seven-year tribulation, which is, is, in, which is what I'm going to go through uh, this morning, and uh, we're going to see some beautiful things uh, in, uh, uh, in the Scriptures. Now, we have a number of audio CDs, and I normally say that these are good for when you're stuck in traffic. Uh, you want to you want to learn, you know, why you why you're driving. Uh, I normally say in California, you know, uh, uh, in California, drive by shootings and things like that. Uh, uh, road rage was invented in California because we have so much traffic. Well, I tell them, you know, put in a put in a put in a CD and you can learn why you drive. And 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 again, it uh, it will help you. Now we have a website. It's entitled www. Uh, dot according the number two prophecy dot org, and again it's a user friendly site designed to help you understand uh, Bible prophecy. Now, my message this morning uh, will be entitled uh, "The Coming Seven Year Tribulation," and we're going to see in reference to this tribulation season what the Word of God has predicted in regards to it. And again, I just want you to just bow your hearts as I ask the Lord again to uh, to help us this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you this morning in the name of Jesus. Again, Lord, we ask this morning that as we go into your word, Holy Spirit, open uh, the scriptures to our hearts. 
Let our hearts this morning burn within us as we as we go into your word, as we see scripturally uh, what you have predicted in the future. And Lord, this morning, I ask, oh God, Holy Spirit, make it plain, make it clear to our hearts. And again, we'll give you all the honor and all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Again, this this uh, tribulation season, I have a prophecy chart here. And, and again, this chart here is a chart of time. Uh, we're, we're currently in what's called the church age. And uh, what's happening, we're going to see from Scripture that 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 the Lord, uh, uh, the next major prophetic event on his calendar is that event called the rapture of the church, where Christ will literally come to take up the church. And as the church departs, the Bible predicts this seven year tribulation that's going to come up on planet Earth. And again, we're going to see it uh, uh, in uh, in the scriptures. Now, I'm a teacher, so I like to deal with topics. And uh, we're going to look at what is the great tribulation. I'm going to define it for you this morning. We're going to see what is what is what is the purpose uh, of the great tribulation. We're going to see this morning uh, names. I'm going to give you different names given to uh, given to the great tribulation. Uh, we're also going to see the time span of the great tribulation. How long is it going to last? Uh, what all will be the factors involved in the great tribulation? Then we're going to see the major players of the Great Tribulation. There are a number of players that the scripture has predicted in regards uh, to this event. Uh, then we'll look, literally look at the events of the tribulation. We'll look at those. And then last, we'll close up with the end results of the Great Tribulation. Now, I know that seems like a lot of material to go through, but we're going to hit, uh, hit a lot of it pretty fast as we go through. And uh, we're going to allow it to uh, help us to understand. So first of all, I want to define what is the Great Tribulation. What is this this time of tribulation uh, that is coming? And uh, I want to start off with this. Uh, what is the Great Tribulation? This will be a horrifying seven-year period of suffering that will be like none other in in time or in world history, or one that will ever be experienced in the future. This will be a definite period of judgment on mankind sent from God upon the earth to accomplish several, several purposes. Now, we're going to see also this morning that everything God is doing, he has a plan and a purpose behind what he's doing. Uh, everything will accomplish something in the overall program of God. And again, we will see that uh, as we go further. Now, I want to give you one of the first uh, uh, prophecies in the Old Testament that actually alludes uh, to the tribulation. And we find it here in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4. Verses uh, 30 uh, through 31, uh, it, re- it reads here in verse 30 of, of Deuteronomy 4, it says, When thou art in tribulation, and all these things shall come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou wilt turn to the Lord thy God, and shall be obedient to his voice. Verse 31 says, For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will, listen at this, he will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of his fathers, of thy fathers which he swore unto them. Back in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, as Moses wrote uh, the prophetic word, uh, God gave him a prophecy that alluded to the time of tribulation. And what's amazing about it, he says, when thou art in tribulation, he said, in the latter days. Uh, he was talking to his brother, his Jewish brother, and talking to Israel. Uh, there's coming a day where, where you're going to face tribulation. But what I love so much about this, he even told his Jewish brother, and he said, listen, he said, if you uh, turn to God, God will be merciful 
even during this time of great tribulation. We're going to see this morning that the tribulation period is, is designed, uh, God has a purpose for this event. Uh, it's not just an event that's going to bring judgment in the earth, but God has a, God has a plan with the tribulation where this great tribulation, it's going to, it's going to cause uh, national Israel to come to a saving knowledge of Christ. God is going to use this time to bring Israel to a saving knowledge of Jesus. Israel will experience Christ the way we do as believers today. But God is going to allow them to go through this season, and as they do, uh, they will uh, come to the Lord. Now, I want to quote uh, certain scholars, and, and we're going to see what certain scholars have said about this uh, uh, event, the Great Tribulation. Dr. Tim LaHaye, listen to what he says. He says, there is no question this world will, will yet experience a time of Great Tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, as predicted uh, by our Lord in Matthew 24, uh, 21. In Revelation 3.20, he promised to keep believers from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. I want to also quote another, another colleague here. Well, I'm, I'm going to finish with this one. Uh, he also says, such a time, uh, uh, it would be such a time, uh, such a time will have, have to be worse than any other time known, uh, to, known in, in human history. In other words, the tribulation is going to be a time that the world has never, ever experienced. Uh, it's going to be a time of, of, uh, of, of just, just uh, trouble and turmoil that this planet has never, ever experienced. Uh, experience. Uh, this is going to be a, a great judgment. He goes on to say, we should never lose sight of the true purpose of that tribulation period. He said, for in, in that brief seven-year period, at the time when the world's population is at its largest, God will shake the earth in an attempt to lessen man's false sense of security. God's going to show man in the great tribulation that he's in control. We're going to see some things. Uh, God's going to do natural things in the, uh, 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 he's going to mess with the elements. He's going to do supernatural things uh, all through that seven-year window. God's going to show man that I'm in control. God's going to loosen, lessen man's grip uh, on his security. God's going to show man that, hey, uh, uh, I'm bigger than you. And again, uh, we'll see that again as, uh, as, as we go further. Now, what is the purpose of the Great Tribulation? What is the purpose of the tribulation. I want to quote Dr. J. Dwight Pentecost in his book called The Things to Come. Listen to what he says. The first reason for the tribulation is this. Uh, the first reason is that it is designed to prepare the nation of Israel to meet her Messiah. Again, this is the main purpose of the tribulation. It is designed to cause Israel to come to a saving knowledge. You know, uh, as I travel, I meet a lot of people that literally want to debate about the tribulation or they want to debate whether or not the church is going through the tribulation. And I tell them, I say, well, you know, uh, can you give me a reason why the church must go through the tribulation? Nine times out of ten, they'll tell you, well, the church must go through the tribulation uh, in order for the church to be purified or perfected. And I say, well, that's, that's incorrect. I say, the Bible literally tells us what this tribulation is designed for. And again, it's mainly designed for the nation of Israel. God's going to birth uh, uh, Israel. Israel's going to come back. The veil will literally be lifted off of their eyes, and they will cry out for the true Messiah. God's going to take Israel through this season, and as they go, at the end of it, they're going to come to Christ. Now, the second great purpose of the Great Tribulation is to pour out judgment on unbelieving man and nations. It will be seen uh, that God is judging nations of the earth because of their ungodliness. Again, saints, God's going to judge men. God's going to show man, listen, uh, I'm in control uh, and that, you know, you don't want to honor me. Then therefore you will literally get the judgments of God. 
Again, it's going to be a time, Jesus, our Savior, said, a time that this world has never seen nor never ever will see again. I want to quote also Dr. Dave Reagan uh, uh, from his book, God's Plan for the Man. Listen to what he said. He said, the tribulation will be a, a living hell with a degree of violence that is unparalleled in all history. He goes on to say, uh, he, he goes on to say, uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going a little bit further here. Let me back this thing up. All right. Okay. He goes on to say the Jews will not be the only ones to, uh, to suffer during this period of unparalleled trouble. The Bible makes it clear that all the nations of the world will experience catastrophic calamities. Again, saints, uh, this will be an amazing event that will come up on planet Earth. Mankind cannot imagine. You know, I talk to people all the time. They think that today uh, that we're going through some turmoils. And listen, I'm saying this is nothing compared to what is coming in that next dispensation. You know, the hope that we have is that, you know, if you're born again today, you won't face this time of tribulation. Uh, that's the blessed hope the Bible talks about. But for those who choose to reject God, uh, there's a season coming. There's a time coming where they will meet the judge of heaven. And uh, God is going to allow this event uh, to come into the earth, and it's going to shake the world. Now, I want to quote uh, another, another colleague, uh, and I'll quote him in a few minutes, but I want to deal with here uh, why, 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 the church, why, why the church is, uh, okay, uh, why, why the church will not go through the Great Tribulation. Again, I want to quote Dr., uh, Dr. Pentecost. Uh, in, his, in his book, again, The Things to Come, he's quoting Gerald Stanton. And listen to what Gerald Stanton says. He says, the tribulation is primarily Jewish. The fact is borne out by the book of Revelation itself. It concerns Daniel's people, uh, the coming false messiah, the preaching of the gospel uh, of the kingdom, uh, flight or travel on the Sabbath, the temple and other um, uh, temple and the holy place and the children of Israel. What we're going to see as we go further in this tribulation window, uh, the tribulation is primarily Jewish. Uh, again, the temple worship will be reinstituted. Uh, they will have uh, uh, the Sabbath day, different aspects. Uh, uh, they, will, you know, they will participate in, 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 in Jewish rituals. I mean, all these things will be, will, will be involved in the great tribulation. So we're going to see, again, it's primarily Jewish. And again, with that, God has, God has a purpose uh, that he's going to do with this, with, this, uh, with this tribulation. He goes on to say the sacrifices and, and oblations of the temple. These speak of Israel and prove that the tribulation is largely a time when God deals with the ancient people prior to their entrance into the promised uh, promise kingdom. Now, again, this is going to literally set up for my message this afternoon because uh, uh, on the tail end of the tribulation period, uh, after the second coming of Christ, we will go into that millennial kingdom. Uh, not only will the church experience this wonderful millennial kingdom, but also the nation of Israel. Israel will, will literally receive everything that God promised them as far as land and different blessings. Uh, Israel will, uh, will experience the fullness uh, of their blessing uh, as we uh, go further uh, in, in this study. Now, the church has not been called to this time of wrath. And I want to give you a few verses here just to, just to, just to reiterate the fact that, again, our blessed hope, Christ, you know, the time of the rapture is an event that will literally remove the church out of the way in order for the tribulation to come in. Now, I must say one other thing, too. Now, uh, I've heard people say, well, Brother Perkins, uh, you guys that hold a pre-trib view, uh, you, you guys want to be raptured because you're afraid of the Antichrist or you, you, uh, are you afraid of judgment. Well, that's not, that's not, that's not the case. 
Uh, based on Scripture, uh, that dispensation, the time of wrath, has not been called to the church. The church has not been called to this time of wrath, and we'll see that uh, as we go further. Quoting uh, the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 9, the Apostle Paul wrote, he said, we shall, listen at this, we shall be saved from wrath through him. We'll be saved from this wrath through Christ, this wrath that is to come. Uh, the church will be saved from it. We have been delivered from it. We're not called to the wrath. First Thessalonians, chapter 1, verse 10, Paul wrote, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. The Bible said we're waiting for Jesus from heaven who delivered us from the wrath to come. Uh, our Savior has already done it. We've been delivered from this time of judgment uh, that is to come. Luke 21, verse 36, it says, Watch ye therefore, and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Here he says here, Pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape uh, this is an event that is, that's not ordained for the church. Uh, the Antichrist and, and the events of that is not an event that is ordained for the church. I want to give you a few more here. Uh, the book of uh, Revelation, chapter 3, verse 10. This is a promise to the church that Jesus gave. He says here in verse 10, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. This is a promise to the church. If you overcome, he said, I will keep you from the hour that is to come, this hour of, of, of tribu tribulation, this hour of temptation that is to come. And then 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9, he said, For God have not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Because what Christ has done at Calvary's cross, uh, today we have been delivered. We have not been appointed to this time. Now, that word is key, appointed, because what we're going to see that the tribulation is an appointment for the house of Israel. Uh, the, uh, the tribulation period, is, it's a season, uh, it's, it's a time frame that was, uh, that begun in the Old Testament. Uh, it's a prophecy that, that's literally millennia old. God prophesied, uh, to the book, I mean, to the prophet Daniel. Uh, that Israel would go through a season of tests. Uh, God would uh, take them through the 70-week judgment. And again, the end result of that will literally be, be salvation uh, to Israel. Now, let's go a little bit further. And what I want to do, I want to give you some names for the tribulation. And again, I'm going to give you a few scriptures here. And as we look at them, it's going to give us a little bit clearer idea as to this tribulation period. But I'm going to give you some names for the tribulation. And uh, the first one I want to give you is found in the book of Daniel. Chapter 12, verse number one, the Bible says, and there shall be a time of trouble such as uh, such as never was since there was a nation, even to the same time. Here is called a time of trouble. Daniel prophesied that there's coming a time upon the house of Israel where they will experience major, major trouble. Here's another one here. Uh, another one here entitled um, uh, this. This is this is Matthew chapter 24. Verse, uh, verse 21, it says, for then, uh, for, for then shall be great tribulation for such as, as was, um, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this, this time, no, nor shall ever be. Now, uh, we also have it in Revelation 2, verses 22 and Revelation 7, 14. Uh, these are the only times you literally find the term tribulation, great tribulation mentioned. Uh, uh, in these verses here, but here Jesus called it the great tribulation. Uh, again, it's an event uh, that will be like none other. 
Here, another one here we have in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number seven. It says, alas, for that day is great, great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Listen at this, but he shall be saved out of it. Another name for the tribulation is called the time of Jacob's trouble. Now, we know the term, the name Jacob there literally is Israel. The time of Israel's trouble. And again, that's really key to understanding the great tribulation because it is a time that's been ordained um, uh, specifically toward the house uh, of Israel. And then lastly, here's one here. Uh, now, this is a good one here. I got, I got one more after this. Here's a good one. Revelation 6, verse 16. This is during the seal judgment. And the Bible tells here uh, in verse 16, uh, and said unto the, and say unto, said unto the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. Uh, this is uh, during the first six seals judgment of the great tribulation. Here is called the wrath of the lamb. Now, you know, there's some debate, you know, where people believe a view they call the pre-wrath rapture, where they believe that the church will be raptured three quarters into the tribulation. Uh, they believe that the wrath of God does not come into the tribulation until we are three quarters in. Uh, they believe that the first half of the tribulation is the wrath of man and the second half is the wrath of God. Well, uh, chapter six begins the great tribulation. And here we see it called the wrath of the lamb. Now, we do know that as you cross the three and a half years and going into the tribulation, it gets worse. We do know that it gets worse. And, and the, the, you know, the judgments intensify. But uh, at the beginning of the tribulation, it is the, still the wrath of God. It's called the wrath of the lamb here. But that's another name for it, uh, the wrath of the lamb. So I'm going to give you one, one more here. And again, this is Revelation 320, uh, 3.10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee again from the hour of temptation. So we have different names given to the tribulation uh, uh, that identifies this uh, period of time uh, in the scriptures. Uh, the time and hour of, of great test and toil upon men who have rejected God. Now, let's go a little bit further and let's look at the time span of the, tri of the tribulation. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring in a chart. This is, this is the 70th week chart. And uh, I, I wanted to point to it, but my, the point, it can't work too good on this one here. But uh, this 70, 70 year, 70 week prophecy of Daniel is an amazing prophecy, prophecy because this 70 weeks is not weeks of days, it's weeks of years. Uh, it totals 490 years of judgment that God would literally bring toward the house of Israel. But, but as, you, uh, as, you, as you study this event, it literally uh, gives us a, a beautiful picture of what God is doing. Uh, so far today, uh, up, up to the point of Christ's uh, death and resurrection, uh, uh, 483 of these, of this 490-year judgment has been complete. Based on Scripture, we have uh, only seven years left or the, or, the, or the last week of judgment of Daniel's nine prophecy. And again, during this time, I mean, God is going to uh, bring judgment upon the house of Israel. But in the latter part here, this, this last part here, we see the 666 there. This latter part here uh, is the last week of judgment that God is going to bring toward Israel. And then again, they're going to come to a saving knowledge. Now, again, I bring in our chart again. Uh, the first middle circle, the first circle there is the church age. The middle circle is the tribulation. Uh, the tribulation, it only has a seven year window. Uh, it's not going to last beyond seven years. God has only allotted seven years, but that's going to be one action pack seven years. 
Uh, it's going to be a fast-paced time uh, up on mankind. Again, uh, man cannot imagine what, what is coming, uh, what is coming at that time. Now, let's look at some of the major players of the Great Tribulation. There are a number of players that will be involved in this uh, event. First of all, I want to bring up and, and show you uh, one of the first major players. And the Bible talks about the beast system. This is Revelation chapter 13. Uh, John literally saw this, this, this beast the Bible said, come out of the sea, and the sea represents humanity. But this beast had all different types of heads, and uh, this represented all the different Gentile kingdoms, all the way from, uh, from the time of, 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 uh, of, of Babylon, all the way up, all the way up uh, into the future. Uh, this beast system uh, would be this system that would literally come back together in the latter days. Uh, this would be the system that Antichrist will literally rule over. If you notice there, it has ten horns and it has crowns on the horns. Uh, this talks about the revised Roman Empire or this system that will literally be in power during the time of the Great Tribulation. Let's go a little further. Here's another player uh, in the tribulation, and it is, it is none other than the Antichrist himself, the literal man. You know, there's some debate today. People wonder, well, Brother Perkins, do you believe that, that during the time of the tribulation that there would be a literal man called Antichrist? Uh, the Bible says that the spirit of Antichrist has already entered the world. That's true. But the Bible also uh, literally tells us about the literal man, Antichrist. Uh, other than Christ, listen, the Bible gives us a lot of details about the Antichrist. It tells us, you know, events and things that he will be a part of, things that he will do. Uh, the scriptures are quite clear about, about his time and what he's going to do. Uh, now, one thing, though, we've got to be very careful. I mean, there are some who, who would try to name the Antichrist or spend hours of time trying to identify him. I don't think the Lord wants to do that. Uh, the scripture gives us a lot, a lot about him, but this man, uh, he will only have a seven year window to, to, to do his bidding in the earth. But at the end of that time, God, Jesus Christ will literally judge him. And again, he will, he will come, he will come, he will come to an end. Now here's another player, the false prophet. The antichrist will have this, uh, this false prophet, uh, this warlock, this wizard, uh, that will be with him. This, this will be another man. Uh, the scripture tells us that, that, that this man will have ability to do miracles. Uh, he would do miracles, uh, to the point where he'll cause men and women to literally be deceived in the time of the tribulation. Many people will literally, uh, uh believe in Antichrist and literally accept him because of the works of this false prophet. And as a result of that, I mean, many people will literally, uh, uh, be judged. Now, let's go a little further. Here's another player. Here's, here's, here's one of the major players of the tribulation, and it is the nation of Israel. And I shared many times, saints, that Israel is major because this period of time has been designed for the house of Israel. At the end result, the veil will be lifted and Israel will come to a saving knowledge. At the close of, the, of this time, Israel will literally cry out for Messiah. Uh, Israel will literally cry out for Jesus, Jesus to come to be their Lord and be their Savior. Here's another player, uh, two players here, the two witnesses. The book of Revelation chapter 11 talks about these two prophets of God. God's going to, God, Father God's going to use these men. Uh, these men will give the Antichrist uh, kingdom a very hard time uh, uh, at this time. They will have ability also to do miracles. And what's amazing about these two prophets, the Bible says uh, during their time, uh, God is going to allow these two prophets to be killed. Uh, they will literally die. Uh, the Bible said that their bodies would stay in the streets of Jerusalem for three and a half days. And uh, the spirit of life from God will literally enter into these two men. And then God will literally catch them up and they will be caught up before their enemies. But there are two prophets of God 
that God's going to use during this time uh, to warn men. One other thing, if you look back in this illustration, you see an angel in the back there. The Bible says during this time also that God's going to dispatch an angel, uh, three of them, and one of them will fly through the earth and he will proclaim and warn men not to take the mark of the beast. This is amazing. God will literally have angels proclaiming uh, the gospel uh, in the tribulation. Uh, an amazing, amazing time. Uh, and then I'm going to give you three others here. The Bible talks about the kings of the earth. I mean, I mean, sorry, the kings of the east. Uh, a way will be prepared for them. Also, the scripture deals with the great harlot, uh, the, this mystery Babylon. She's riding on the beast. And then it also talks about the old serpent, the, the great dragon, Satan, the devil. Uh, here, the old serpent is none other than, than the old serpent in the garden. That's, that's the devil. Uh, the great dragon, Revelation chapter 12, that's also talking about uh, the enemy. Uh, then it talks about Satan. Uh, the, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's the adversary. And then he's called the devil. So you got a lot of players that would be involved in this seven-year window of the great tribulation. Again, Jesus said it would be a time that this world has never seen or never ever will see again. A time of great, great wrath and judgment upon the earth. And again, I warn people all the time. I had a lady told me, she said, Brother Perkins, she said, I believe that we are living in uh, the end times so much. She said, uh, I believe that the Antichrist can be revealed at any time. She said, um, I'm going to get saved in the tribulation. She told me this. She said, I'm going to get saved in the tribulation. She said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to live my life the way it is with rapture take place. Uh, I'm going to go through the tribulation. I'm going to let the Antichrist cut my head off. That's what she told me. I said, ma'am, you got a real whacked out theology. I said, that's a weird theology there. First of all, she don't know if she's going to live to even see the tribulation. She may die in a car wreck. But she believed that it was so close that she can live like she wanted to live and, and go through the tribulation and, and die, die during that time. But people have some weird ideas uh, uh, when it comes to Scripture. Well, again, this is going to be a season, again, like, like, like none other. Now, one of, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of my favorite players is none other than the Messiah. As a matter of fact, uh, Jesus will come back. Uh, the second coming will take place. And as a result of this, uh, Jesus, the Savior, will come back to planet Earth. As a matter of fact, in the second coming, when Jesus comes back, he's literally coming back to bring an end to the tribulation. Uh, when, when Christ break that eastern sky and come back to earth, he's coming back to bring a close and, and an uh, uh, end to the tribulation. Now, this picture, I really love this picture so much. Uh, look, look at the sword in his hand, but then look at the biceps on him. I like that because it, it shows us that Christ, you know, he, he's not this little weak lamb that you think of me. He is a conquering uh, lamb. When Christ comes back, he's come back as a man of war, and it's going to be exciting. Now, here's another picture I want, I want to bring into the screen here. Uh, another players will be the armies of heaven. And I love this one so much because the Scripture literally predicts that at the close of the tribulation, we will, we will come back with Christ. The saints will comprise the armies of heaven. And we're literally coming back with Christ as Jesus comes back uh, to take authority in the earth and to set up his government. So you got a number of players in the tribulation. And, uh, and again, it's going to be uh, an, an exciting time uh, for all, uh, all involved. Now, what I'm going to do here, uh, we're going to look at the events of the Great Tribulation. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take you through, I'm going to hit them real fast, real rapid, but I'm going to take you through the events of the Tribulation. And uh, in this event, we're going to look at 21 judgments. I'm going to hit them really fast. Uh, we'll see seven seal judgments. Uh, we'll see seven uh, trumpet judgments. 
and we'll see seven vile or seven bold judgments. And again, as I said, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hit them, surface hitting them. But these are events. And again, I would encourage you in your time of study, uh, go through these, uh, these judgments. I mean, these are events that God has so beautifully placed in the Scriptures. Uh, I was talking with, um, uh, with one of my colleagues this morning. I was sharing with him. I said, you know, the tribulation, uh, it is a very rough period of time. It, it is time like no, no other. But you know, Father God did not shy away from telling us about the horrors of that event. You know, God, you know, he could have said, you know, well, I better not put that in my scriptures because people don't get upset if they, if they read about it. Well, guess what? He, he didn't shy away about it. God says, I'm going to show you exactly what I'm going to do. If you choose to reject me, uh, this is what you can look forward to. And again, we're going to see those events here. So first of all, we look at the seven seal judgments. And one thing I can share with you, first of all, about the seals is that uh, Jesus, the Savior, is the one who opens the first seal. In other words, saints, the tribulation period would not begin until Jesus released the first seal. And again, we're going to see these seals as they come in. Uh, there are seven seals that will be released. This first seal is a white horse rider. This rider represents none other than the Antichrist or the man of sin. As a matter of fact, saints, the Antichrist cannot be revealed until Christ release him into the tribulation. Uh, the Antichrist will come in and again for seven years, uh, he'll be able to do his bidding in the earth. The second seal is a red horse uh, with his rider. This rider is carrying a great, a great sword. This represents, uh, this represents war. Uh, uh, under this uh, second seal, the Bible says uh, this red colored horse and his rider, his main purpose in the tribulation is to take peace from the earth. Many people will literally die as a result of the judgments that will come during this uh, second seal. And then we look at the third seal and the third seal comes in. The Bible talks about a black horse with his rider, uh, has a pair of balances. And uh, this represents uh, famine. Uh, what's going to happen because of the wars and the events that would take place uh, with, the, with the tribulation beginning and the wars and different things, it's going to cause much famine during the time of the tribulation. Now, you think there's famine today. It's nothing compared to what's coming. It's going to be unbelievable, uh, unbelievable famine that will come, come up on planet Earth. Then the next seal will be the fourth seal. And uh, this fourth seal, the Bible talks about a pale colored horse. His rider is called Death. The scripture goes on to say, too, that uh, hell will follow this rider. Uh, it's going to bring much death as a result of the famines and the wars in the tribulation. And again, it's going to be a time like none other. Now, listen, saints, this is just the beginning of the tribulation. As we progress, this season gets worse. It gets worse. Uh, but you have, you have a quarter of humanity that will literally lose their life as a result of the beginning of this tribulation. Uh, and again, the world has never seen it. Let's go a little further. Let's look here at the fifth seal. The fifth seal will be released. Our Savior will release this one. John said, I see, uh, I, I look and I look in heaven and I see the souls of them that are under the altar. The Bible talks about uh, under the fifth seal, John sees martyrs. These are people who literally die in the tribulation. Uh, evidently, these people have gotten saved in the tribulation. But the Bible says because of their testimony, because of their testimony, they find themselves before the throne. The scripture tells us here that God uh, uh, gives them white robes are given to them. And they're in heaven talking to God. They're telling God, Father, how long will it be before you avenge us of your blood, of, of, of our blood? And the scripture tells them uh, that God tells them, you, you just hang on for a little while until the rest of your brethren that will die in the tribulation. And then God's going to avenge them. But this is under the fifth seal. Uh, people that have lost their lives will find themselves uh, in heaven uh, 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 awaiting, awaiting the conclusion of the tribulation event. Now, this next one, 
this, 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 this is this, this is the sixth, uh, sixth uh, seal. When Jesus released that seal, the Bible says that there would be uh, just a, just cataclysmic events. Uh, upheavals of nature. Uh, the Bible said that the, the sky would roll up like a scroll. The sun would become black as sackcloth and the moon would become like blood. God's going to show man, listen, I have control of the elements. Uh, this reminds me of what God did during the time of Moses. God messed with the elements. He messed with things uh, in, in, uh, in Pharaoh's world. God calls hellfire and stuff to come down upon man. God's going to show man, even in a tribulation season, that I'm in control. Uh, you, you, uh, you think, you know, but God said, I'm, I'm in control and he's going to show man what he's going to do. Now, this last one, this, this, uh, sixth seal, uh, seventh seal, when this seal is released, the Bible says that there will be 30 minutes of silence that will come into the earth. And, uh, many, many scholars have grappled, uh, as to what does that 30 minutes, 30 minutes of silence mean? Well, I believe that 30 minutes of silence represents 30 minutes of silence. Uh, 30 minutes of silence will come in. God's going God's to slow it down for 30 minutes, but then the action is going to pick up again. Listen, saints, it's going to be a time that this world has never seen nor never ever will see again. Let's go a little further as we go on, and we're moving pretty fast here. We'll look next at the seven trumpet judgments. God will release seven angels, and these angels, they will literally... Um, uh, be, uh, be, be released, and each one of them will, will literally blow a trumpet, and as each angel blows a trumpet, a different judgment will come into the earth. And again, I love this so much because uh, this is really powerful uh, as to what God's going to do. But the first trumpet will sound, and the Bible tells us that, that hell, fire, mingled with blood will come down upon planet earth. God's going to do supernatural things in the earth. When the, when the second trumpet is blown, Revelation 8, verses 8 and 9, the Bible talks about uh, a great mountain will fall from the heavens and a third of the, of the sea will become blood. It goes on with the, four, with the third trumpet. When the third trumpet sounds, the scripture says uh, uh, a star will fall from the heavens called wormwood and it will cover the, the rivers and fountains and will make the water bitter or poison. And many men will literally die from this supernatural judgment that will come into the earth. The fourth trumpet will sound. And when that trumpet sounds, Revelation 8, verses 12, the Bible talks about a third of the moon, sun, and the stars will become dark. Listen, saints, God is going to do supernatural things in the heavens. God's going to show man, listen, I am in control of the elements. I know everything that's going on. I'm in control of, of, of all the elements. And again, God's going to show man. Now, we're going to look next here at this fifth trumpet. And what I want to do, I just want to take a few seconds here to show you, show you, show you this fifth one. I'm, I, I want to actually read this one. This fifth trumpet is Revelation 9, verses 1 through 10. And I'm going to pick up here in verse number 2. In verse 2, John wrote this, And he, uh, and, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose smoke out of the pit as a smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And to, to them was, was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion. What's going to happen here under this uh, fifth trumpet judgment, when that angel blow that trumpet, this judgment will release from the bottomless pit these locusts. Now, again, there's uh, many scholars have even said and uh, uh, some have actually taught that they believe that this would be mechanized weapons. Uh, I, I beg to differ with them because of where these things are coming from. I believe that these would be literal, literal 
locusts that will come upon planet earth. The reason why I believe that, saints, because the Bible said that these locusts are coming from the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is one of the compartments of hell. As a matter of fact, during the time of the millennium, uh, the Antichrist, not Antichrist, uh, Satan will be literally bound in the lake of fire. I mean, not lake of fire, in the, in the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is a literal place in hell, in the underworld. And from that place is where these little tormentors are coming. And the scripture says for five months, they will be on planet Earth with an assignment to torment men and women who have not received the mark I mean, I mean, who, I mean, tor- torment mankind. Uh, the only people during this time would not be tormented would be those men that have the mark of God in their forehead, which will be the 144,000. Anybody else in the tribulation, this judgment could fall upon them. And I mean, for this five month window in the tribulation, these locusts are on assignment by God to judge men. And again, men will be judged by the time the Bible says men during this time will seek death but death will flee. You know, Jesus will not allow men to die. This is a torment that he's going to allow into the earth for mankind's rebellion. Yeah, amazing and amazing prophecy. Now, the sixth trumpet was sound, and the Bible goes on to, to give us a little, a little more information about that. Uh, the Bible talks about this uh, million-man army. Uh, God's going to use this, this time also to judge men. And then the, then the seventh trumpet was sound in Revelation 11, 11, verse 15, and it literally gives a proclamation that the kingdom of this world had become the kingdom of our Lord. Again, God is going to begin to, to bring this thing to an end. Uh, as he implements these prophecies, as they come into the earth, uh, God's begin to take more and more uh, control of planet earth. And again, we're going to see that as we go a little further. Now, we're almost done here in reference to these events. But what I want to do here, uh, before I give you the last seven vile judgments, I want to mention one event in the tribulation that gets a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, talk today, and that is dealing with the mark of the beast. Uh, and I'm sad to say, saints, that many Christians today are 666 paranoid. And what I mean by that is this. Uh, if, if you get a license plate with 666 on it, you get a driver's license plate with 666 on it, uh, you take it back to your department of motor vehicle. If you go to a grocery store and your change comes back $6.66, what do you do? You buy another pack of gum, right? Uh, you do something because you don't want to fall on that dreadful number 666. Let me ask you, saints, have you ever gone to, gone to a... Um, uh, a high-rise apartment complex. Have you ever seen floor 666? You, you won't ever see that floor because we are 666 paranoid. But I want to share some with you, saints. The 666 has nothing to do with the church at all. Now, the mark of the beast will be an event, a time uh, 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 that will come into the earth. And uh, let me just share with you what this is going to be. The Bible literally shows us this event, and uh, we're going to see how the false prophet is tied to it. But this mark of the beast this, this, is, this is an amazing uh, event in the tribulation. The mark of the beast will be, the, be a physical mark given to all who have surrendered their life to the Antichrist. This will take place at the midpoint of the great tribulation period. Men and women will not be able to buy or sell unless they have this unique mark. During the tribulation window, uh, the Antichrist will literally take control over the economies of the world. Uh, he will implement this mark of, a beast, mark of the beast system. Men will not be able to buy or sell unless they have this unique identifier. Uh, 
Uh, in the book of Revelations, chapter 13, verse uh, 16, John wrote here, he says, and he calls it all. Now, that first part, he calls it there, gives reference to the false prophet. Because what God's, I mean, uh, what the Antichrist is going to do, he's going he's to allow this, this false prophet to do miracles that will literally cause many, many people to be deceived. But it says, and he calls it both all, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. He goes on to say in verse 17, and that no man might buy or sell, but he that have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. For here's wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast. And it is the number of a man, and his number is 600, three score, and six, or 666. Now, the Word of God only gives us uh, understanding about the about the number of the beast, which is 666. But this will be an event that will, that will be in the tribulation. I got one other revelation for you. During the tribulation season, the mark of the beast does not come into the earth until the mid part of the tribulation. Uh, the mark of the beast system will only be in force for three and one half years. You know, again, people today freaking out about 666. You don't even have to worry about it today because it's not implemented. It's not the tribulation. And it only has a three and a half year window in the tribulation season. But I will tell you this, every man, woman, and even child that uh, submits to the mark of the beast will be eternally damned. Uh, they will not have uh, any way of repenting from it. Uh, you won't be able to, I got a question, Brother Perkins, do you believe that a person can accidentally take the mark of the beast? The answer is no. Uh, you won't be able to accidentally take it. Uh, it, it will be tied to your will. And mankind will literally take this mark of the beast. And, uh, but if they do, they will literally, literally seal, seal their doom. Now, we we'll go a little further as we come down to the last uh, set of, of judgments. And this is called the seven vile or, or bold judgments. And again, these are, these are the, the worst uh, of all the judgments here. And uh, during this time in chapter 15, Revelation, the Bible talks about these angels. God's going to dispatch these angels. Verse, uh, verse uh, 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 1 through 8 of, of, of Revelation 15 says this, And I saw a sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. These angels will literally pour their wrath judgments into the tribulation. As each one pour his judgment into the earth, a different event will be stirred up in the tribulation. Again, a time this world has never seen, nor never will see again. Verse 7, it says, And one of the four beasts uh, uh, gave unto the seven angels golden vials full of the wrath of God, who liveth forever and ever. These vile judgments are full of the wrath of God that will literally be poured uh, into, the, into, the le- uh, into the latter half of the great tribulation. So let's look at these last seven judgments that will come upon mankind in that tribulation. And again, these are the seven vile judgments. The first one here, and I hope you see it there, this first seal, I mean, first vile judgment will only affect uh, men and women who have received the mark of the beast. What's going to happen uh, in this first judgment here, uh, you find in ch- chapter 16, Revelation, uh, anybody who received the mark of the beast, the Bible says these noisome, smelly sores will cover their bodies, very painful sores. The scripture said that they will gnaw on their tongues because the pains of this judgment. God's going, to, God's going to judge those men who received the mark. God said, you want a mark? Okay, I'm going to mark you. And God will cause these judgments to fall upon them. Uh, the second, second uh, vial will be poured into the earth. And when that one comes to the earth, the Bible talks about all of, the, all of the seeds will become blood. The scripture says every living soul will die 
uh, in the sea. God's going to judge the sea, and blood will be uh, the drink of the day uh, uh, during that time. And the, and, and the animals, uh, the fishes, will literally die uh, during that time of the tribulation. This next one here, uh, the, uh, when, when this third, third vial is released, the Bible said that God will give man blood to drink. The scripture goes on to say that because they have killed his prophets and his saints, God, the righteous judge, will literally give man uh, blood to drink. The rivers and fountains will become blood. And again, this takes me all the way back to the book of, of uh, Exodus when God judged Pharaoh's house and he turned, turned the river Nile into blood. Well, God's going to do the same thing here in the tribulation, but it's going to be on a grander scale. And men who have judged his prophets and saints will have blood to drink. Then we look at the fourth one, and the Bible says here under this fourth vile judgment, the Bible says that, that, that the sun will literally scorch men. Now, again, the reason why we know that this is a prophecy in the future, because the Bible says that, that, that these men that are involved in this season here, they, they will blood, I mean, uh, they will know that this is the judgment of God, and they will even rebel and, and, and uh, blaspheme God. They're going to blaspheme God because the judgments of the tribulation are so great. Uh, I do believe that these people that blaspheme God here are those that are reprobate, those who receive the mark of the beast. And again, these judgments will be intensified and they're going to blaspheme God even during that time. Then this next one, the fifth one, the Bible talks about this fifth vial being poured into the earth. And the scripture says darkness will cover the camp or the capital of the Antichrist. Just like God caused darkness to come over the house of Pharaoh, God will do the same thing in the time of the tribulation. Darkness will cover the, the, the seat of the Antichrist. Uh, God is bringing a close to the Antichrist's kingdom. I got two more for you. Then the sixth one will, uh, uh, will be poured into the earth. And the Bible says that the river Euphrates, that very river that's in, uh, in Iraq today, the river Euphrates will literally dry up. Uh, you find this in Revelation, again, chapter 16. And uh, this is starting at verse number 12. The Bible said that the river Euphrates will be dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. But there's another unique part of the prophecy here that people really miss. You see these three frogs there? The Bible also tells us that during the time of the sixth vile judgment, that there will be three frogs, three unclean spirits. One will come out of Satan, one will come out of the false prophet, and one will come out of the Antichrist. And the Bible said these three unclean spirits will be released into the tribulation to go throughout the world, the whole world, to gather men unto the battle of Armageddon. You read that in Revelation chapter uh, uh, 16, verses 13 through, uh, through 16. Men will be supernaturally gathered. The ungodly will be supernaturally influenced by these unclean spirits going throughout the world to gather men to the battle of Armageddon. And again, this is during the time uh, of the tribulation. Now, the last judgment here will be this great judgment, this uh, last vile judgment poured into the earth. The Bible says that hailstones will fall upon man. When this angel pours that last vial, you find this in chapter uh, 16, Revelation, uh, starting at verses 17 through 21. And what's going to happen here, when this judgment is poured into the earth, the scripture says, hailstones, from the King James, it says the size of a talent. A talent is anywhere from 100 to 120 pound hailstones. Can you imagine hailstones that big? I mean, you get the little, little small ones, like one, one this big. I mean, this, these, these hailstones could kill you. Can you imagine one 100 to 120 pounds? This is going to be a supernatural judgment of God. The scripture tells us here that, that men will literally blaspheme God because this judgment will be exceedingly great. Now, again, saints, 
This whole tribulation season and window is a time that the world has never seen. And listen, I mean, I'm, I'm just racing through this, but I'm telling you, uh, this is an amazing time that is predicted into the future. This will be the judgment of God upon a generation that have rebelled and rejected him. And all through this whole situation, uh, it's going to produce life. Believe it or not, life will be produced uh, through this tribulation. Now, I'm going to close with this last thing, the end result of the tribulation. And what I'm going to do, I'm just going to bring these, bring, these, bring these few things in here, and it's going to show you the end result of the tribulation. The end result of the tribulation will cause the second coming of Christ. Uh, Jesus will literally come back to planet Earth uh, as Christ returns to planet Earth, Revelation 19, 11 through 16. He's coming back as a man of war. He's come back at that time to take authority in the earth. He's coming back to deliver national Israel. They're going to cry for the Messiah. He's coming back to, to take his authority in the earth as king. As a result of the second coming, the Bible gives us in verses 19, chapter 19, verses 17 through 21, that this would be the battle of Armageddon, a battle like none other. Christ will officiate over this battle. Uh, so much blood, the Bible says, the scripture said that the blood had come up to the horse's bridle. But Christ is coming back as a man of war to take authority in the earth. And as a result of that, the, uh, the thousand-year millennial kingdom will begin. Again, saints, it's going to be an awesome, awesome time uh, for the redeemed. But again, these, these judgments are real. As I shared earlier, God didn't, he didn't shy away from showing us uh, the judgment of the tribulation. Uh, but our hope for the redeemed that are born again today will be raptured, will be caught up. The hope of Israel is that the end result is that they will come to Christ at the end. Also, I share this with you too, saints. You know, without the tribulation taking place, Messiah cannot come back. The tribulation must take place because it's hard-coded in the Scripture. These judgments, these 21 judgments, they must come to pass in order for Messiah to come back. And again, these events will literally bring Christ in. So our hope is in Christ today. Uh, you're born again. You don't have to worry about the tribulation. Uh, uh, but uh, there are many people today that, that don't know Christ. And I challenge men and women all over, all, everywhere I go, listen, today is the day of salvation. If you don't know Christ, you need to accept Christ because if the rapture take place and you miss the rapture, look what you have to look forward to. Uh, it's a time of great, great judgment. I want to close with prayer and then uh, we'll, we'll shut it down. Father, we thank you. I thank you for this time of, of studying the word. I thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord, I just thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord, you love us so much that you've given us the truth. No matter how rough it may look, uh, no matter how hard it may be to receive at times, Lord, you gave us the truth in your word. And Lord, again, help us as the children of God to proclaim a, a clear message to a world that is in rebellion. Listen, accept Christ today or you will meet the judge. Lord, we love you. And again, we thank you for your mercies that you've so beautifully given us. And Lord, we do today look for the blessed hope of our Lord. Now, Lord, we love you and we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.